Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, he's been coming on. First of all, I love the guy. He's a he's got a little bit of a warrior, not little, but he's a warrior mentality. He's a, I know it's not been perfect for him in his career. Um, I asked him to do some things this summer to make the team. He did everything. He's a big physical receiver with great hands and a good, really good guy. I love him, and he's tough, tough, tough. Um, those are usually good quality. He's had a great week of practice this week, too. That is Urban Meyer. I'm trying to guess on who he's talking about. Yeah, still not Treadwell? Yep, still Treadwell. My, my fault. Meant to give you a heads up. Uh, a <laughs> lot going on, but yeah, that is our guy, Treadwell. Uh, the main topic of Urban Meyer's press conference today. Him and O'Shaughnessy. We'll get to some of that later. All right, good deal. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's uh, do something a little bit different. Football at five. We talked a lot of Jags, talked a lot of NFL, college football all week, everything going into the weekend, uh, and just did our picks. Uh, we got Austin's fight coming up on Sunday. There's a lot happening. But we have really had a lot of fun covering high school football. We do that uh, each and every year. We do it a little bit different. Here on ESPN 690, each year we evolve it. A couple years ago, we did a game of the week. We broadcast a game, uh, a different one each week. Last year, because of COVID, we, we started a new show called the Blitz Scoreboard Show, uh, 9 to 10. And this year, we expanded it to 1030. We brought Kevin Sullivan, our Hall of Fame coach, into the fold uh, from Jackson, Ed White, and Atlantic Coast days. And now he's sitting on a beach on his porch, and we wanted to keep him busy. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that's what we do. Uh, and, and, and our favorite part of the show, I think, I mean, we love doing the show each and every week. We, we feel like we do the show different than anybody because, yeah, we have, the high uh, we have the analysis and we have the calls and the coaches call in. We do the scores. But we also show you action live with our cameras. It's the ability we have with our TV stations involved uh, that really nobody else can do or has done or at least is willing to try. So um, we think it's pretty neat. And, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a pat on the back. But it's really more like, hey, you, if you like high school football, you should check it out if you don't know about it yet. And tonight will be our final night of it. It's called the Blitz Scoreboard Show, 9 until 10.30. We do it on the radio. You can listen, of course. But we invite you on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Twitch to check out that part of it because that's where it's different, where you can see some of the action going on. And um, uh, one of the things that we do is we highlight uh, a kid that might not be getting recruited as much as he should be. It's called Committed to the Uncommitted, presented by Baker Sports. We also show video of them. Uh, in a little bit of their huddle tape, or maybe we have video from, from shooting their games over the years. And uh, we started it this year, and thanks to Baker Sports for jumping on board, Josh Baker. Uh, it, we really thought it was a cool concept and idea given the COVID and uh, the pandemic and the way recruiting is right now. This 2022 class is the hardest it's ever been to get recruited. It, it really is. Transfer portals, COVID, logjam, uh, extended uh, uh, eligibility, all those things added up. And uh, I would argue that this is the hardest in the time to get recruited anyway in the history of college because there are more good athletes than there's ever been, uh, I think. So it's a lot of different reasons. But um, anyway, that's how we started Committed to the Uncommitted. And here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, really for the next uh, 45 minutes or so, we're going to take a look at these kids, tell you a little bit more about them. And Kevin Sullivan's here to do that uh, Sully, uh, I know you like this segment. I know you've helped us find some of these kids. I know you know about these kids. You've coached these kind of kids. Uh, do you think it is? I mean, you don't have to agree with me here. Do you think this is the hardest it's ever been, like this class in particular? Maybe the 21 class included last year, but this class too, maybe the hardest it's ever been to, to, to find a home in college. 
Yeah, I, I no. I, I, hold on a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. Hang on, you there? You gotta check out the wind chimes on your porch or something down there on the beach or <laughs> no, what? man. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my. Here we go. You hear me? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, for you. I got you. Yeah. Well, not only that, Brent. You know, the 22 kids because last year was COVID and they everybody got to keep a year. Which, if you played, you shouldn't have got, kept your eligibility year. But that's what the NCAA did in all the sports. But then this year, also the transfer portals really, really, uh, I think, changed uh, recruiting in the high school a little bit more. Take like Florida State for example. You know, they, they they've got 32. Uh, recruits going to come in that they're going to sign 32. They they may sign uh, 12 transfer portal kits. So that's 12 more spots that high school kids could be taken. But again, Absolutely. they're going to sign uh, the college kids that have already been in college, maybe have already played or went somewhere, didn't work out, whatever. And uh, they've had some success with that as well as a lot of the other colleges. But to me, that, that alone has changed the game of the – high school recruiting and now so that filter from fbs to fcs which to me is going to really help the d2s this year because i think the d2s are really going to get some high quality uh which could be d1 guys that now are going to end up playing d2 just because of the numbers not because they're not good enough just because of the numbers yeah i agree with you too and uh right now i should just reach out to ashland university let's go get some of these guys in fact let's get it going with our committed to the uncommitted coach uh and we begin with a guy that's actually being recruited a little bit has some interest from wayne state who used to play against ashland university up there in the midwest uh, they're out of michigan uh, Thomas Moore as well as another uh, interest, but no offers yet, and I don't know how, for a guy, Preston Strofe out of Creekside. Uh, the, the kid has been a machine in his career. Over 1,200 yards rushing this year, 20 touchdowns this year. How about the career for Preston Strofe? One of the best to ever do it as a Creekside Knight. Almost 4,000 yards and 45 touchdowns, Coach. I, I mean, know, it's crazy. This is a grinder. This is like who everybody wants to coach. Like this is the kid that everybody loves to coach, and uh, he's not flashy, but he gets the job done. And there's a lot of programs out there that like this style of back. I think. Yeah, and the thing about him too is he's playing in one of the tougher 8A classifications as far as his district. I mean, they're playing dudes every every week, week in and week out. You know, from the Bartrams to the Oakleaf kids, the Sandalwood kids. You know, they're, he's lining up and playing against good players week in and week out and putting up good numbers just tremendous uh, athlete great got really good vision good explosion can run you over can run away from you catches the ball out of the backfield yeah this one i was really surprised casey sent that uh that doc to us today and i had already gone down and looked and i was really surprised that he hasn't had something come up he might be one of those kids that in two years was a walk-on somewhere and you're seeing him give him the the scholarship and heck he's actually going to be playing in games on uh some FBS or FCS level. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that part, actually, the the walk-on part of this, that which everybody thinks, uh, hey, you got to play in college, you got to get scholarship. Oh, listen, I was a walk-on. It was awesome. I loved every minute of it. I uh, found a different way to get some academic money or other money. And uh, is that available to kids? I mean, I, th I think the baseball world only has, like, sometimes five to seven, maybe even eight spots for a walk-on, so it's limited even in the walk-ons. What's football like? Yeah, I think uh, football – you know, they can only keep X amount of guys on, say, quote, scholarship. And then with the portal and guys leaving and, and kids transferring out, 
you know, the NCAA has upped it this year. They're basically going to give them up to seven transfers. So normally they could sign 25, but if they've had kids since the beginning of August have gone into the portal, they can recruit seven of those kids. Now they can sign high school kids. They can sign uh, transfer kids. So what will happen now is some of these coaches will do it the smart way, and they'll be like, hey, here's a Preston Stroop kid. Hey, we've only got three scholarship running backs and we're not going to take another one. Hey, let's offer this kid. He's a bright future scholarship kid. He's going to get a bunch of academic money. He's already been accepted to, uh, you know, you, say UCF. Say UCF. I'm just using an example. This is no, nobody at UCF has told me anything. i got to put that disclaimer in. Um, yeah. But um, I'm just saying them examples. So UCF says, hey, man, I like this kid. He's a character kid. He's a high-motor kid. He's going to be great for our program. Let's offer him a preferred walk-on. And then he comes there and in a year or two takes care of business, and they put him on scholarship. And then we're saying, hey, there's another story of a walk-on that did. But I think this year you might see more of that preferred walk-on to some kids uh, than we would have seen in the past, especially in some of the some of the high-need positions like quarterback running back, quarterback, defensive back, linebacker type things. Absolutely. Brent Martin, Kevin Sullivan, football at five. We're talking about committed to the uncommitted, presented by Baker Sports, and really recognizing these kids. Preston Strope, congrats on an unbelievable career. He will play somewhere. Somebody's got to pick up the phone and call that young man uh, because he is. you don't put 3,700 yards, 3,600 yards, 45 touchdowns up in your career if you can't play at the next level. Not in this football, not around here. Uh, football's too good around here. Uh, so he should be playing somewhere in college. All right, uh, Casey, let's go to Tony Carter next as we try to rip through some of these guys. We've got like 13 of them to get to. Uh, Tony Carter, by the way, I want to let everybody know, we check on the grades on this like because sometimes you're not recruited because of grades. Well, the guys check out from the grade standpoint too. So right. uh, I, I, we're not even putting GPAs out there most of the time, but a lot of them at 3.5, 3.6, some over the 4. I mean, so grades are not an issue. If grades were an issue, we didn't include that player because we know that could be a stumbling block for some schools. Tony Carter, uh, Mandarin, safety. This guy's a hard-hitting, old-school kind of guy. Uh, according to 24-7, Maryland and Grambling State on the radar, uh, Western Kentucky and Western Carolina. How about 134 tackles, 13 tackles for loss? You're talking about old-school safety right here, Coach. I can play a couple different spots on defense. Yeah, we I loved him from the first time we saw him and we watched him play. Uh, he he can be in the box and play the run. He can play back on the half. He can play what they're calling nickel corners now. I think he's really diverse and everything and, and really uh, high-energy kid defensively that you're going to take him and he's going to play about three or four spots for you. But he's going to get on the field. He's going to compete and make everybody better back there in the back half. I really, I really like him as a player. Uh, just a leader. You can tell him the way he, he leads on the field off watching film. You can see him trying to communicate, making all the checks. Uh, yeah, I, I look for him to really, really go somewhere and find his niche and do well. Yeah, and I think, uh, by the way, he is someone that seemingly has picked up some steam during the course of the year, Coach. So I think, uh, uh, again, the radar, he might have landed a little bit later, and some of these guys are the same way, but the phone's starting to ring a little bit. Yeah, and, that, and that's good for him. Again, I, I think it has to do with numbers games for him and, uh, you know, where people are going to project him or what they're going to do with him, you know. And, and But, but boy, that, the thing I like about him is he, he, he puts his nose in there, man. He's not afraid to put his nose on big backs, small backs. It doesn't matter. And then he can cover and he can run and just uh, just just going to be interesting to see where he ends up falling. It would be good to follow him down the, down the road here. 
That's Tony Carter, by the way, 134 tackles this season, 13 tackles for loss and interception. He's a safety. Western Carolina, Western Kentucky, Maryland, Grambling State all could be in the mix. Uh, we'll see where Tony Carter lands. Uh, signing day approaches, by the way, in December, the early signing day period uh, in football. How about a guy that plays tonight, Casey? We'll go to Ben Bogle. Nice plays tonight. Ben Bogle on his way. He won't, if he's listening to this one, he's still on the bus. Uh, but they play in Niceville tonight in a big second-round playoff game. And Bogle strikes me as the heart and soul of their football team. You, we have Colin Drafts on, like, just about every week. And the coach's dream kind of guy, right? And it runs in the family. It's in the blood. Uh, this guy is niece through and through. Uh, ben Bogle, man, he's a cool story. Yeah, ben, ben has been everywhere. I mean, they bring him off the edge. They blitz him up the middle. He plays straight linebacker. He's a big, rangy kid that I like. Uh, he's like six foot two, 225, 230 pounds, runs downhill. Um, just everywhere it has – he seems like you said, he's like the motor to me on those guys. It seems like he's the, such a great leader. You know, people always talk about really good high school football players or great high school football players. Great high school football players make everybody around him better. And I think he does this at Nice. I think he does this on the D's defense. And I think he does it overall with some of the younger guys there as being a true leader. Hey, Coach, I, I think Bogle – wasn't Bogle the story where he was playing defensive lineman? last year yeah and and he was yeah, hurt he, a little bit i think his sophomore year and so he comes on the radar late as a linebacker well now the schools are calling gannon university up there in pennsylvania limestone university lenore ryan uh, is very good football by the way wingate southern illinois eastern kentucky arkansas state so you got some d1s d2s in there it's gonna be a nice fit for a guy who was playing defensive tackle out of position last year they move him now to linebacker where he should be playing but i love the story of ben bogle and this is committed to the uncommitted are guys that can get lost in the shuffle of COVID here in 2022 class but then you have these kind of stories where he was just doing whatever was best for the team and now he's playing the appropriate position his senior year that's part of the reason people were late on him but you can tell I just ran down the list the phone has really started to ring in October and November all of those schools started to call uh, Ben Bogle yeah, and it, it's a great and, – and, again, they're winning and they're doing some really good things. So, you know, there's some good publicity for them uh, all around. But Ben, to me, has been has been the mainstay, uh, been in the program, like you said. So that's why he could do so many things because he can play outside linebacker, get off the edge of – and rush the quarterback because he was a defensive end last year so he's already sort of got that skill set even though he's off the ball a little bit and they bring him and run some games and twists with him and stuff but man that kid's downhill running and he loves playing too man you could tell that by watching him. he really loves playing yeah no doubt about it and uh, by the way good luck to ben tonight good night good luck to the nice panthers tonight uh what do you think tonight coach about nice against niceville I think it's it's going to come down to them being able to control and uh, stop uh, that that really solid offense. It's going to be their defense is going to have to win the game tonight. That's what I think. I think Nice's defense is really going to have to do a great job and win the game tonight. Yeah, and we'll see if they're able to do it. Their uh, Marcus Stokes, their offense has been very good this year, and uh, they'll have to keep up on the scoreboard as well. We'll update you on that game coming up tonight at the Blitz Scoreboard Show, 9 o'clock, right here on ESPN 690 and all the social media platforms uh, as well. Uh, Casey, let's go to Dylan Stubbs next. Uh, young man out of Oakleaf, and he was just named first uh, in second team defense Clay County in the last couple of years, too. Uh, that just came out, the uh, first team of Clay County's. And uh, Stubbs uh, recognized 
what do we got here? Fort Valley State, it looks like in October. Florida Memorial as well reached out in October, according to Dylan. Uh, Stubbs is, is one of the talented players, uh, but maybe the under-the-radar players coach for Oakleaf and Frank Garris. Yeah, and, and uh, Dylan really has, has come on a little bit of late, especially through the last half of September and in and, and through October. Uh, his plays increased. They've been using him a little bit more. I think they had some injuries. He's played a little wide out, but uh, he can return kicks and punts. Uh, really athletic kid, can play man, can play zone. Um, you know, he's just one of those kids that sort of has come out of nowhere on that Oakleaf team after them graduating a bunch of kids last year being real young over there. He had to be one of those senior leaders back there in the secondary for them. Uh, this guy, he's a, like you just said, he's a tremendous athlete. I think you get first team as a an athlete, second team as a linebacker. <laughs> that's Isn't that pretty crazy? Good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, where do you see linebackers in high school? Do you think they usually stay at linebacker or do they – potentially have the versatility to get to the safety position um at, at the collegiate level yeah i think that i think that um the linebackers depending on how big and how how their frame is like uh grayson howard for example you know 6'4 220 215 he may end up being an outside linebacker strong safety type because he runs so well he's long lanky and down i think it just depends on the scheme and that's the job of the colleges to find out where they can take these guys and fit them. That's why, like, like a guy like Stubbs who could play corner, who could play safety, and and long enough that he could probably play a little bit outside linebacker um, in, in some sets, can play the nickel corner too. I think those guys are guys that they've got to find to be able to fit in their program and what they do. You can't say, oh, well, Dylan Stubbs, he's only a corner. Well, we, we can't, we're not going to take that many corners, but here's a guy that can play a bunch of spots. And I think that's what his uh, sort of jack-all trade in the secondary, that's what really helps him. Well, Dylan Stubbs has been fun to watch, fun to follow, and uh, he's got a couple looks now. Hopefully get a few more heading into this offseason after he had a big-time uh, senior year for the Oakleaf Knights. Hey, let's go to a, the, the position that doesn't come with stats. And we go Chase Cruz, the offensive lineman from Baker County. They're rough and tough and still playing football out there in McClenny, Coach. And it looks like people are starting to get the Chase Cruz name. Gannon University, Allen University came on board late October. Wingate University, early October. Albright College and Stetson as well, even showing some interest. Uh, Chase Cruz, I remember... Uh, Coach Mays, Kevin Mays, coming on and, and talking about Cruz and said, this guy has the potential to be a stud uh, at the next level. Yeah, he's one of those guys, when you watch his film, you want to have you a big thing as pancake and syrup because he is <laughs> he is taking dudes to the ground, man. He is, he is physical at the point of attack. Um, he can pass block. He can run block. But I like the nastiness that he portrays getting off the ball. 6'3", 290. Um, I, I think he's going to end up going somewhere and, and probably end up stepping in and playing, maybe a, be a three-year starter, whatever school gets him. But I really like him. I watched his film. Uh, we talked to Coach Mays. I talked to the D coordinator, Brock Canaday. And uh, they can't say enough good things about him. But I just like the nastiness where he finishes and tries to really bury people and pancake people. Well, and, and I think Coach said, if I'm remembering our conversation, I think he said he's got a frame that will probably fill out to like 320. Yeah, that, and, and, and he moves. That's the, thing that's, that's the thing that I love about it, man. He, he just moves and he loves playing and, 
And, uh, you know, they always have one really solid lineman uh, out there at Baker County, one big old, as we would say, big old country-fed uh, young man out there. And, you know, that, and, and Chase comes in a long line of really good football players there. At, yeah, Chase uh, Cruz, offensive lineman from Baker County, big dude, uh, really playing well. And let's get him to college somewhere. Committed to the Uncommitted, presented by Baker Sports. We do it each and every uh, week on the Blitz Scoreboard Show. We're highlighting the folks that we highlighted all year long and giving you some updates on their colleges and what they have offers from. And as you can see, if you're watching on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, 3.6 GPA, 63290. Uh, for Chase, and he's got offers from Gannon, Wingate, and more, uh, and maybe more to come as they continue to play off run. You like Baker County tonight, Coach? Yeah, I like Baker County tonight. I, they, they, they'll have their hands full. West Florida, real solid football team, uh, but I like them being at home. Uh, I like uh, the way uh, Noah Ray's playing and, and the secondary. You know, uh, Jamal Jones has nine interceptions, I want to say, in the secondary. And uh, then one of their other guys has five. So that's 13 amongst two guys. That's pretty solid work in the back half. And West Florida's come in and slinging it around. So I really like them. I really like uh, Baker tonight. All right. Uh, let's uh, take a break, Casey. Uh, we got Rick. Uh, let's get to uh, Rick real quick. We'll take a break. Coach, grab a, co uh, a Coke uh, during the break. And okay. uh, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll highlight some more of our committed to the uncommitted. I really wasn't going with Coke, except I almost said coach, so I figured I'd just end it with Coke. Uh, <laughs> just a broadcasting thing, I guess. Let's bring in uh, Rick, Captain Rick Riles right now, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. What's up, Captain Rick? Happy Friday. Brandon, I'm starting to think you ought to consider a career in broadcasting. You, you just... <laughs> Step seamlessly from segment to segment. It's unbelievable. Well, not only that, hey, Captain Rick, I really know how to how to fix a mess up. It means it happens a lot. A lot of practice. There you go. There you go. You need to learn that if you're a husband too. You got to be able to fix. <laughs> you got practice at that too. Twenty years at but both. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk fishing. Hey, it was much better than I expected today. Now, of course, the ocean was closed. We've got a brutal northeaster is flowing at about 18 knots at my dock right now. But Captain David Borries made it work for him in the Intercoastal. I believe after, oh, I don't know, almost 50 years of fishing here, almost 60 years of fishing here, this is the latest I've ever seen a tarpon caught uh, in the Intercoastal. But I'll be darned if he didn't catch one today. Also had a limit of redfish to go with him. Said the, roo, uh, the wind was brutal all day, but they were able to fight through it. I don't see much change for the next few days. I think we're going to have too much wind to get offshore. It is going to be an inshore bite, but David said get back in a creek, get out of the wind, and find a deep hole, and there are plenty of redfish in it. So that may be a plan attack for the guys that will be fishing this weekend, but you can count on one thing. We'll be back on Monday to bring you another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. And CSS Landscaping, they are paying top dollar for top landscapers at CSS. Thank you, Brent. Have a good weekend, Captain Rick, and uh, make sure you, you listen too, buddy. tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. on ESPN 690 for more of Captain Rick and uh, Fishing Talk coming up Saturday morning, each and every Saturday morning, and each and every day on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. All right, we got a lot more to get to here. Committed to the Uncommitted, presented by Baker Sports, a special hour of it. Let's highlight some more of the kids and uh, what they're doing now, how good were their seasons, do they have some offers. Uh, let's get back into it. Live from Extreme Wing Sports Grill, Roosevelt Boulevard, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We come back right after this.
Welcome back, everybody. Extreme Wing Sports Grill, Brett Martin, OKC Kurtz, and Kevin Sullivan, our Hall of Fame coach. As we talk some high school football, big night uh, coming up, Blitz Scoreboard Show, 9 o'clock, 10.30. We'll have our Friday Night Blitz, final edition of both for this year. And then 11.20, we'll do a quick edition of the Blitz, CBS 47, Fox 30. Of course, we still got plenty to go in the high school ranks. We will continue to follow the teams. We just don't do the half hours and the longer shows because a lot of the teams fall off. We don't have as many to cover uh, but we will cover the teams that are still alive we'll also have uh, we're working on some things we have our annual blitzies award show which i think is going to be christmas day this year we're going to do it on christmas night um and we're working on something else i don't want to say it just yet we're working on something else we're going to try maybe for the first time ever uh that will take place in the middle of december so stay posted on that uh you know where to find a cspn 690 cps 47 and fox 30 all right let's jump right back into it coach uh, and, and highlight some of our Committed to the Uncommitted presented by Baker Sports that we've done each and every week. Uh, we've got some really good candidates, and let's begin, Casey, uh, if we can, with, let me find uh, Brandon Peavy, the tight end from Clay, and this is a cool story, too. This is a guy, basically, they said, hey, look, you can play tight end. Hasn't played a lot of football, and Peavy jumps in the, the fold. Uh, nobody really knows about him. And uh, now he looks like he could really be a good tight end at the next level. But he is raw. And uh, this is kind of what happens in the tight end position. You go from the basketball court to the tight end room. And now we get all pros that do that, Coach, at the NFL level. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Peavy's really had a really good year considering he's been playing basically since last spring, working out with him and playing with him last spring all summer. Uh, big, long range. He's 6'3", 210, catches the ball pretty well with his hands. And uh, so he he may be one of those guys that it might be better for him to go maybe JUCO, maybe a prep school route for another year, put a little bit of weight on, get a little bit more uh, polished at the position. But uh, he, he could do a lot of really positive, really athletic big man. What when, you, when a guy's transitioning and coming on late, what, what's the biggest challenge? Well, but probably get his name out because if he wasn't really on too many people's lists, I'm sure Coach probably said, hey, we got this raw kid. Keep an eye on him in the spring, you know, um, coming out. Uh, what the challenge is is you don't know what he can do and, you know, not a lot of people play true tight end, so he's got to be an H-back, so you want to be able to move him. He's athletic. He could go out and be the single wide out. So I think he's just got to refine his skill and get out in front of as many people as possible. That's why maybe a JUCO uh, to get a little bit more football playing time, maybe a prep school for another year, just to make sure he, he gets more publicity, more reps, more playing at that position, because that's a unique position, that tight end age back. That's not the, one of the easiest places to play. Yeah, I was going to say, what's interesting uh, in high school is the tight end isn't used like it is in the college game and the NFL game. Like it, It's just not utilized. Like doesn't feel like it. Maybe just because, you know, a lot of times because they're probably playing other positions are usually big. <laughs> so sometimes right, they're right. stuck on the offensive line or you're trying to move them at like that H-back spot like you're saying. So Brandon Peavy, tight end, he's a late bloomer guy in terms of football because he's a basketball guy transitioning to the game. But he's a tight end and he's very capable. Second team All-County, that just got named yesterday. Uh, Augusta United Graduate Academy, is that a prep school coach? Yeah, that's a prep school. And there's a couple okay. of them. You know, they've got that new one out here in Jacksonville down there in uh, – uh, Clay County, they started they at do. Jacksonville Academy, Athletic yep. Academy. That's so right, I saw that too. It might not uh, be him bad to do that for a year just to sort of 
refine his tools and uh, become a, a more well-rounded uh, football player. Yeah, Weber International looks to be in on him as well. All right, let's keep rolling. A couple of players that you're familiar with, a couple of schools you're familiar with, your old school. Uh, you coached, you were the AD recently there. Caleb Francis from Jackson, uh, defensive back, wide receiver. Uh, this guy had uh, 274 yards receiving, three touchdowns. He's 81 tackles, four interceptions, a fumble recovery. Uh, according to the stats that we found, Gannon University, University of West Florida, both in the mix on him. Tell us a little bit more about Caleb Francis, coach. Yeah, Caleb's one of those kids, man. He He's one of those guys. He'll do whatever you want. And then he turned around and he punted, and he averaged like uh, 44-5 a punt, I want to believe. Averaged over 40-something yards a punt. That I definitely know. But he's real athletic, uh, can play corner, can play safety, played in the slot, played the, at wide out, uh, really good team leader, sort of one of those guys. Uh, when we had Coach Foy on and we had uh, talking about Caleb, you know, he's our kind of guy, OKG is what he calls him, OKG, our kind of guy. That means he's going to live in the weight room. He's going to do what's happened. He's a team player, and uh, he's going to end up finding somewhere and really having a good, solid career. Where do you, do you, is he more of a defender at the at the next level? Uh, he's probably more of a he's probably more of a corner at the next level. They played him at both. They played him at safety and corner, and out of necessity, a couple guys got hurt, and he had to jump over and play wide out. And I'll tell you what, he really can catch the football. Really is real smooth running routes and everything. So it'll just be one of those things where, you know, we always used to take our really good wide out set where, you know, 5'11", 6 foot, and make them DBs because they already had ball skills. And then we just used to work on him a little bit. That's what Caleb's going to be. I, up, I believe he'll end up being a corner on the next level at, at a really good, solid program. All right, uh, let's keep moving on. Another former stomping ground of yours, Atlantic Coast, Jaheim Odom, defensive back, came up with some big plays this year. Guy Gannon likes to recruit this area. Uh, well, the funny story with Gannon, a uh, yeah, little backstory on that, the guy that recruits Jacksonville, was played for me at Atlantic Coast was our our all Gateway Conference uh, center that ended up uh, Ch uh, Blake Stone is his name. Okay. And so Blake's real Blake familiar. Yeah. 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 So he played center for us. Went to Charleston Southern and ended up finishing down at Florida Tech. Uh, was all conference for two years at Florida Tech in the, in D two. And so he's coaching the O line at Gannon. Um, so he's been real heavy down here, and you know he's on our show. So you know. You know, he's he's listening on Friday, so he's picking up these committed to the uncommitted guys, and he's, he's jumping on them because I guess he figures if old coach knows what he's talking about, they got to be able to play a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, so he'll hey, actually smart, back, man. Yeah, and, and it is smart because his ties to the area and being around this area and knowing some of the coaches and, of course, playing here, he knows what, what Jacksonville offers. And so they, they had recruited, I believe he told me uh, – they signed six kids from Florida last year, and all six played a significant role in them going from two and nine to six and five this year. Absolutely. So I'm Gannon's sorry, five and six. But okay. So the head coach said, "Let's go get some more of those guys." So he's down here trying to get as many as he can. 
Absolutely. Listen, there's good football over the place. Uh, they're in Western PA, so there's really good football in Western PA. But uh, they played in Ashland's Conference when I was there. Gannon did. They weren't too far away from us. Um, and But for schools like Gannon and Ashland and, and those kind of places, I mean, to come get some guys from, from the south and, and they're looking and they could really get some talent, especially in this kind of year and with COVID and, and guys that are getting overlooked and under-recruited. I mean, it, as long as those kids are willing to make the travel and go up north and play in the cold a little bit, play in the Midwest, uh, I mean, heck, uh, it, it's, it could be great steals for teams like Gannon and schools like that. So... Uh, 92 tackles, four tackles for loss, two interceptions, a block punt, uh, and, and again, Gannon amongst uh, several offers for uh, Jaheim Odom. Uh, he's, he's a good football player and obviously a big part of what Mike Montemayor was doing at Atlantic Coast. Yeah, and, and he's got some, like uh, Campbell offered him in the spring, Weber and Warner both have offered him, you know, so he's got some. But I think, you know, when we talked to Montemayor, Coach Montemayor about him, he really, he said, man, he'll play special teams. He'll do whatever you ask him to do. Remember, he missed a couple games with an injury in the middle of the year, I think uh, three games. So these stats are only on uh, eight games on the year. So that, that's pretty, and then he had the big interception at the end of the University Christian game um, uh, week 11 to give them the, give them the win. So a uh, really good football player. I've, li I've liked him a lot um, since, since I watched him as a junior a year ago. All right, let's talk about a couple other guys before we hit our last break. And uh, how about Alvin Gibson uh, from Riverside? Uh, they got a big game tonight. Before we talk about Alvin, how about the game? You like Riverside's chances? Yeah, I do like their chances. I, I think they've been well-focused since they lost a few weeks ago to, to Columbia. They came back and pretty much manhandled them last week, which we figured they were going to do that. And uh, even though they've got to go on the road, uh, they just got so many weapons and so many things, and Alvin being one of them, uh, not getting a lot of publicity. Uh, they're they're ten and one. He's a mainstay in what they're doing, uh, and uh, I, I think probably his biggest issue is probably his height. Uh, but again, at running back, somebody's going to take a chance on the kid. He's got real good vision. He's got really good power, and uh, really like the kid. But yeah, I like I like Riverside tonight, getting a big win over there in the Panhandle. Yeah, by the way, just uh, got a text about Alvin Gibson, uh, who doesn't look to be playing the Twitter game, um, by the way. And uh, I like him even more. So, yeah, well, <laughs> good. Hey, your, you know what? I, I really, well, it's for a different day, but I don't know if the Twitter game works uh, for the kids, you know, putting highlights on or not. But you find information out quicker, and yes. you can link to the highlights on Hiddle huddle excuse me and like i think it does work a little bit in the football world and probably some other sports like we live in the baseball softball world mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i'm like yeah you know what you went three for four you know how many other kids across the country went three for four <laughs> you know it's like right it's like if you were a qb just putting up your stats that said you went 18 for 22 you know right. that's like, not gonna wow a college coach, coach but if you they don't get to them now right i hate i hate to tell all these parents that post all their stats that they college coaches could care less about stats. they could care less it's what it less. looks like right I mean, right. and, you're and almost like the parents and the parents sending the kids highlight film out. They don't even get looked at nine out of ten times. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally yeah, because agree they tag they tag a bunch of coaches in there and they send it out. Now, if Kevin Sullivan sent that highlight film out, which I have done with a lot of guys, kids that have tagged me in their highlights, I've, I sent it to a bunch of guys or I put it on my page. There's guys that will call me on different kids in the area because I've been around so long. But absolutely. I, just the, the parents sending out the kids highlight nine out of ten times that never even gets opened yeah i agree i, I agree i think it's a little 
sense of what's going on in, re in terms of reality in some of the kids. But if you get it to the coaches and they get it, I agree with you. And, and by the way, it's fun to put stuff out there on Twitter. I just hope oh, yeah. that people don't fall in love with, hey, oh, wow, somebody liked it or whatever. That's not the only way. But we know mm -hmm. this, right? I mean, this is why we're doing this segment. Twitter can be a vehicle to some. We just talked oh, about yeah, it in the last doubt. seven or eight minutes. Why? Because you're saying it. Not because the kid's saying it or the parent's saying it, but really like someone like you is saying it. All right, so let's uh, talk about Alvin Gibson. I love this guy. I I've watched a lot of Riverside games this year. I think he's really good. Uh, someone texted me, West Florida, EWU, Edward Waters in town, and Southeastern University in the mix. No offers yet for Alvin Gibson. You said it. Height might be a problem, but man, Hart, and, and this guy can play, and this guy's productive, and it's one of the best teams in the area he's productive for. Yeah, and, and, and again, they, and they play quality competition week in and week out for the most part. You know what I mean? So he's putting up, he's getting ready to go over 1,000 yards tonight, and, and they and they played some quality people. And so tonight over there in the panhandle, I guarantee you West Florida is at that game tonight. You know, I guarantee you they're going to watch that kid tonight and a couple of those other kids on that Riverside team. And that's when you show it. That That's the one advantage of getting in the playoffs, Brent, that we probably haven't harped on enough, is you you got more college coaches and there aren't as many games out. So if, if you, we've got three teams in the panhandle and all those Alabama fringe schools, the FCS is in Alabama and, and um, uh, Louisiana and over there can get to those games, it's a lot easier for them to get in the playoffs where their seasons are winding down. Some of them aren't playing on some of like Louisville played last night. I'm sure they're out everywhere tonight. That's one advantage of playing on Thursday night in college is being able to get out, get on the road on a Friday. But now and in the playoffs, there's not not as many kids playing, so you you can focus in on a little bit more. Yeah, and usually the the like there's like competition because it's better competition. And if you can play big in a big game, that's going to put an extra star next to your name too. All right, uh, yes. and then Noah Ray will have that chance for Baker County tonight. Let's end with him, and then we got to hit a break and finish this thing up. But we got like four more to get to. Noah Ray, he's been outstanding for Baker County, but I think this time of year could really elevate his status. Exactly what you were just saying. Yeah, and again, he's been real solid year the whole year. I mean. He, he can run it. He can throw it. Doesn't have a lot of turnovers. He's got three interceptions on the year. I don't believe he's fumbled the ball as the quarterback on the year. And uh, just he's really upped his game as he's got so much more comfortable with what they're, they're asking him to do. And, uh, yeah, they got a really good chance tonight. Boy, I'd love to see that in a week from now, the Baker-Reigns game over there. Uh, we might have to venture to that one. Might have to come out and get out of the <laughs> off, the, off the deck on Thanksgiving weekend and head to that one if that comes out. Again, we got a potential, and I know we're getting ahead, but we got a potential to have like two or three of those games, just, just our area teams playing next week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more about that tonight in the Blitz Scoreboard Show at 9 o'clock. Noah Ray, Baker County. By the way, Coach, student body president, does that kind of stuff help? Uh, I think it helps because leadership, that means his peers, you know, he's elected by his peers. Um, and, and I think that really helps. And I think he's pretty proud of that from what I've been, what I read about him and what Coach May, May said about the kid. I think he's pretty proud of that. He's not just an athlete, you know what I mean? He's involved in the community, he's involved in his school, and he cares and, and uh, really, uh, really like him. Really. They uh, say, what's yeah. I, And I, I still don't understand the QBR, but his is 100.8, so I guess yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing that, but uh, it's pretty good. And by the way, he's a winner because you play at Baker County and you win. And, and yes, so sir. you got to be, and that's one of the jobs of that quarterback is to keep that winning tradition alive. And there's some pressure to do that out there in Baker County. All right, we got a few more to get to. Let's take a break. We're live at Extreme Wing Sports Grill. Brett Martin, Kevin Sullivan, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A little special hour here on really one of the, the, the biggest nights of high school football with week two of the postseason uh, about to happen. 
and we're highlighting some of the kids on our Committed to the Uncommitted presented by Baker Sports that we've told you about all year long. What's the college offers look like? How did they do this season? We got three more to get to, and then we uh, got to go because we got to go to some high school football games. We'll be back from Extreme Wind Sports Grill on ESPN 690 right after this. All right, welcome back. Extreme Wind Sports Grill here on a Friday. We are up against it, but uh, this has been a cool hour highlighting our Committed to the Uncommitted segment presented by Baker Sports. We've done it each and every Friday on the Blitz Scoreboard Show all year, and we're putting a bow on it here over this last hour of football at 5 on ESPN 690 Live from Extreme Wind Sports Grill. Brent Martineau, Kevin Sullivan, Casey Kurtz, and credit to Casey for digging up a lot of information and, and really making this segment roll all year on Fridays and today by updating some of it as well. We appreciate the coaches. Really hope this becomes a thing. And as I've mentioned, uh, we might try to continue this even throughout uh, other sports and, and throughout the year. Uh, we do appreciate Baker Sports, Josh Baker, for his support of, of this new endeavor uh, that we tried. And, and we really think it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's working. It's getting the kids a little bit of exposure. Thanks to Kevin Sullivan and his contacts as well. So let's keep it rocking and rolling. One of the best bats and most fun players to watch in the area, Coach, Tavio Taller from Providence. He only played eight games this year, but he put up some ridiculous numbers. This is a guy that should play at the next level, can play at the next level, will help a football team out, and uh, there's a lot of entertainment value to him as well. We have Sully still on there, Casey? Okay. <laughs> 100%. That's all right. Uh, I don't need Coach uh, Tata. I've seen Tavio play enough, so uh, here's the deal. Uh, here's some of the stats. 136 attempts, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 8.2 yards a carry. How about that? Receiving-wise, 325 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, all those numbers in about eight games. So, uh, Sully, this guy's a lot of fun to watch. He's exciting. Yeah, I, I think he, he's got a chance to go again. He coming off injuries the last two years, had a really good early-on season where his name really got out there and jumped. But uh, he can play. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. And, again, one of those places that he's just got to find the right fit for him to get involved, get involved in a, in a high-powered offense that spreads it out and throws it to a lot of different people. And uh, I think he'll, he'll find him a nice little small place to play and do very well. Yeah, and it's kind of like fit, right? Uh, yep. You mentioned about Alvin Gibson from Riverside. He's uh, on the smaller side from a height standpoint. Uh, listen, we got a special place in our heart for those kids. Uh, I got those uh, at mm -hmm. home. So, um, but but you can play, you can play, and and that's the story. I mean, just watch the tape of this guy, and I watched Province play a couple of times. Man, he's a he's a highlight waiting to happen. Yeah, and, and again, he's hard-nosed. He, he, he's been a little bit injury-prone, so that might be a, a red flag right now. But uh, I think he'll find him a, a place to play. And, uh, uh, yeah, he's real exciting to watch. I really like watching him run. All right, how about this guy here? Baylor Newsom, Bishop Kenny, uh, running back, uh, linebacker, and uh, from a rushing standpoint has a handful of touchdowns. I think he's going to play the linebacker position on defense uh, at the next level. 123 tackles, 18 tackles for loss, two sacks. Uh, really came on big late, uh, had some big moments in the, the last month of the season. Uh, this guy's just a hard-nosed football player the way you like it from the linebacker position. Yeah, and it seemed that he played his best games against the better competition on their schedule. That's when he really sort of took over. He's a really good leader. He's been in that program all four years, come from a little scrawny uh, uh, six-foot, 120-pound freshman to this six-foot, two-and-a-half, 220-pound kid that can run downhill, played running back, short yardage running back, uh, caught the ball out of the backfield, but on defense, interceptions return for touchdown, fumbles return for touchdown, block punts, been all over the field for them to lead to their resurgence this year, getting it back and to Baylor the playoffs. Newsom, 
Yeah, we're going to have Casey jump in on Baylor for in a moment, but uh, Southern Louisiana University in November, Stetson back in October, Gannon was in on uh, him uh, in the summer, Valpo and Navy even, uh, seemed like he'll, he'll have a spot to play somewhere, just got to uh, make a decision and find the fit. Casey, what do you have on Baylor Newsom? Yeah, good, uh, good tease right there, even though I didn't tell you what I was going to say. Uh, born in Valpo. Uh, don't know anything if he's, you know, considering Valpo. I know he's got an offer there, but uh, my guy, you might want to consider Valpo. It's a lovely place. It gets kind of cold, small school, but just the fact that I saw Valpo offered him when I was doing some research, I thought that was pretty cool because nobody really <laughs> knows where Valpo is, so I'm with it. Uh, I like it, Valpo. We know well, Valpo. We all remember the, uh, the three. Uh, that's what we remember that's out true. of Elpo. Uh, Trey Rose, Fletcher, wide receiver. I met this uh, young man a couple of times now at our show, Jags Report Live, uh, out at the beach at Sneakers. And um, this kid's a good player. I, we talked about him last week, Coach. He was our most recent committed to the uncommitted. Uh, he can run. He's athletic. He's got a little pedigree. I mean, you can tell he's got some size in his family. Uh, but they run the football a lot at Fletcher. And so right. sometimes the receivers get lost. Yeah, that's one of those kids that it's sort of the diamond in the rough because he is athletic. He'd jump out of the gym. If you watch any of the film that he had, he, he was out there with uh, working at the uh, throwing facility, and he was catching balls from Gardner Minshew before they got rid of Gardner this summer. But he can jump. He can run. Uh, got a little nasty streak to him. And, again, that's a coach's job is to find that diamond in the rough and continue to develop him. I think he could play some H-back tight end and what – some of the schemes going on right now, but really can catch the ball. That's Trey Rose from uh, Fletcher. He's a good player. I think he'll find a home. I mean, uh, West Florida starting to, uh, I think, had a little interest, and maybe he has it in them. He's been real aggressive as of late. I mean, sometimes he's, that's what I think a lot of folks don't know, coaches. We put a bow on this show in this segment, is that you've got to be the aggressor now, mm -hmm. right? You can't sit back and wait for everybody to call. And, and uh, listen, my kids are sophomores. If they want to play baseball and softball at the next level, don't sit here and rely on people to call you. Uh, especially, right. There's so much competition. Send the emails out. Make the contacts. Go to the camp. Show the video. I'm not necessarily sure Twitter's enough, okay? So don't live yeah, just right. on Twitter. But you got to do those things. you gotta be, You got to sell yourself a little bit. Yeah, without a doubt, and uh, you just got to go, especially you got to understand recruiting calendar, too. You know, like uh, September is not the time to be sending film to coaches. They, they don't care. Middle of October into November, that's probably when it really starts cranking up, especially for some of the FCS and, and the D2 guys. All right. Uh, and by the way, you've come a long way in your broadcasting over the fall because you didn't mention uh, maybe uh, the place and free advertising for some of the other competition there. Hey, I did good. Uh, I got better, didn't I? Yeah. They got learned that. That was, that was impressive. All right, man, go have some <laughs> dinner. We'll see you tonight on the, the Blitz Scoreboard Show. It's the last one, playoff edition. We've got some uh, really good games around the area. We'll see how many teams survive. Thanks for jumping in for the hour, Coach. Okay, we'll see you in a little while. All, all right, right, that's committed to the uncommitted. Casey, nice work today uh, all week, but especially on that segment. It was great to bring those guys back. Uh, committed to the uncommitted, presented by Baker Sports. We appreciate Josh and Baker Sports' support. we got to run up against it late, but we'll be back. 9 o'clock Blitz Scoreboard Show, Friday Night Blitz, 1030 on Fox 30. It's a high school Friday night. We're live from Extreme Wing Sports Grow. Have a great weekend, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.